Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus left the district of Tyre, went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought in him, brought to him a deaf man with a speech impediment, begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and spitting touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened. His speech impediment was removed. And he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone. The more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the greatest blessings that can come upon all of us is learning how to meditate. Learning how to meditate on the Word of God. And I'd like to give a a three-step program on how all of us can learn how to meditate. First is... Try to memorize the basic thing that you heard in the Gospel. Second, ask the Holy Spirit what is the meaning of the Word of God for you? And third, how can you put it into practice? simple program or method for meditation. Memorize the basic concepts. What is the basic meaning and how, how can I put it into practice? 
Pope Francis said, go from the mind to the heart to the feet. I like that. <laughs> from the mind to the heart to the feet. St. Ignatius calls it to be a contemplative inaction. Amen? So, what do we have today? Jesus crosses over the sea and they bring this man who was a deaf... Did you hear me? A deaf... Did did you hear me? A deaf mute. Okay. So someone who couldn't hear and someone who couldn't speak. And often they're related. So they had compassion on this, this poor man. They bring him to Jesus, telling Jesus to place his hands on this man to heal him. So Jesus puts his fingers in the ears of this man and he takes some of his saliva and puts it on his tongue. And what happens? Healed right away. He's able to speak correctly. And Jesus tells him not to tell anyone, but the man is so filled with joy that he he proclaims it to the four winds that he's able to speak and he's able to hear. Okay, so there's the first step. I've given you a summary of the passage. Not verbatim, but in my own words. Okay, what does this mean now? What does this mean? Have you ever heard of what is called selective listening? Okay, let me give you a scenario. How many parents here? I wonder, has this ever happened? You told your child or your children, Hey, get out of bed. Get out of bed. You've been in bed too long. Get out of bed Make your bed, get in the bathroom, get washed, and get ready. It's interesting you say it once, twice, and three times, and your daughter is temporarily deaf. Temporarily deaf. So at the fourth time, she's still deaf, like that deaf mute, right? Then you say, well, you know, today is Saturday. It's already 11 o'clock in the morning. If you get out of bed, you make your bed, you clean the bathroom, you make your bed, you take out the trash, I will take you to Disneyland and then Chuck E. Cheese. The mother witnesses a miracle. 
It's a miracle. That little daughter, it couldn't hear her mother, hears her mother very clearly now. <laughs> she gets out of bed as if the, the covers were on fire. You know? She makes her bed, takes her bath, takes out the trash, and has a big smile on, your, on her face. Anything more, Mommy? That's called selective listening. How about you adults? Maybe Chuck E. Cheese and Disney is not your forte. Do you ever have an inspiration, Rosia, maybe, to carry the cross? Oh, I didn't hear that. Or to undergo a suffering? I, I can't hear that. Or to encounter a difficult person you've got to talk with? I, I can't hear that now. So we as adults, maybe, maybe it's a little bit more subtle, a little bit more subtle, I think all of us here suffer from selective listening. Did you hear me? No, Father. <laughs> you don't want to hear this homily, do you? <laughs> Probably not. All right, so let's move from the deaf to the mute. Death to the mute. Did you know that the two basic obligations of a priest, remember the two P's, to pray and to preach. We're called to pray. I usually start off my day by praying for two hours. I, I pray a lot. I've already prayed four rosaries today. So I try to pray a lot. I know I pray a lot, God's going to bless me. They have to touch a lot of souls. No? So to pray, but also we're called to preach. That's, uh, that's Vatican too. Praying to preach. Preaching, it's called the ministry of the word. And of all the things that I do as a priest, I do many things. The most challenging and the most important is the ministry of the Word. By far. By far. Preaching and teaching. Now, none of you are ministerial priests. I'm the only one here. But also, you are called, you're called to preach the Word of God in what is called the common priesthood of the faithful. You're also called to preach the Word of God. As St. Anthony, this is the church of St. Anthony, and St. Anthony Padua says you've got you to preach, but also you've got to live what you're preaching. That's St. Anthony of Padua. Okay? Preach, but live it. So it's very, very challenging to be able to preach and teach the Word of God. And we've got some teachers here. I'm a teacher. Teaching and preaching is very demanding if you want to do it well. Okay? You can all blurt out ideas. We want to 
teach and instill the Word of God in our children, it's a special grace. So these are the principal steps of learning how to how to speak properly. And I'm not talking about grammar. First is we have to know when to speak. We have to know when to speak. Not always easy. And when to be silent. When to speak and when to be silent. Huh? And, and then, next, we have to know what words should we say? Words form concepts. Concepts form ideas. Not that easy. Knowing what to say. And then next, and it's this. The tone of your voice. Have children ever said to your mom, Mom, you're talking to me, but you're kind of, sounds like you're yelling at me. And the mother says, I am not. Come on. I am not. Well, you just proved it. So, it's, it's knowing how to speak, knowing how to be silent, knowing what words to say, knowing how to listen, and then even the tone of the voice. That will take a lifetime to do it well. You hear me? Because I've been doing this for all my life, and it's always a challenge to, to purify and to be growing in the art of communication. But I've got the secret. Can I, can, I, can I give you the secret? Can I? A Pentecost experience. What's a Pentecost experience? When Jesus went up to heaven, what did he tell the apostles? Go out to preach, but first go to the upper room. It's called the cynical. The cynical, the upper room. And spend nine days and nine nights praying, fasting, listening with who? With the Blessed Mother. There you have it. Praying, fasting, in silence with the Blessed Mother. You hear me? Okay, let's, let's develop this a little bit. Okay, the apostles before Pentecost, there at the Last Supper, they ran away. Peter denied our Lord three times. The Holy Spirit descends. To speak well, we have to have the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're going to be floundering. 
You're going to be hurting people with your speech. You're not going to understand. You're not going to know the difference between speaking and silence. You're no man's land. But once you have the Holy Spirit, your words are going to be anointed and they're going to touch the hearts of others. Peter, Holy Thursday night, he denied Jesus three times. What happened Pentecost day? The Holy Spirit descends upon Peter and the apostles. The same Peter gets up and he gives a homily and 3,000 converts in one homily. How could that happen? It's the same Peter. 3,000 converts. This church filled three times. Everyone converted. How did that happen? The coming of the Holy Spirit through the heart of Mary. I say to Mary, the coming of the Holy Spirit through the heart of Mary. You ask the Holy Spirit to come, he'll come. But if you ask through the heart of Mary, it'll be like a deluge. It'll be like an earthquake. It'll be like an earthquake. You try to do anything without Mary, you're going to be floundering. But you go to Mary, Mary is the one that brings the Holy Spirit to us. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. The Annunciation, and there, in Pentecost, you've got the Holy Spirit descending upon the apostles through the prayers of Mary. So let's pray, my friends, that we'll learn how to speak. One of the greatest preachers and teachers in this Catholic Church is a man, his name is St. Bernard. Hmm? Not the dog, no, the dog, but right, St. Bernard, the father of the church, known as the mellifluous doctor. How's your English? Mellifluous, what a, what a, that's a college word, isn't it? Which means honey mouth, because you're so eloquent. St. Bernard. He says you should open up your mouth on three occasions. First, to praise God. Second, to accuse yourself. And third, to edify others. Wow, isn't that beautiful? Open up your mouth to praise God. That's all we're doing now, we're praising God. This is the highest form of praise in the world. There's a holy sacrifice to the Mass. We accuse ourselves by confession. We edify others by thinking about St. Thomas Aquinas' definition of love. Love is willing the good of the other. And what is the summum bonum? What is the Latin? What's the summum bonum? What is the greatest good? The salvation of souls. So my friends, Welcome to the Deaf-Mute Society of St. Anthony of Padua. Welcome to the Deaf-Mute Society of St. Anthony of Padua. But good news, my friends. 
there was a doctor in the house. And that doctor was Jesus, the divine physician. Lord, teach me how to listen, but also teach me how to praise you by word, deed, and example. Amen.